Yo, yo, welcome to another episode of the one and only Minnesota Sports Podcast, the number one. I am joined by Bales once again, this time earlier, Wednesday, November 9th, 8 p.m. Pacific time. Thanks for coming, Bales. I'm back. I'm always here. Thank you. Just thank you all. All of you people are the reason I'm here. So thank you you guys yes sir well let's get right into it we have a full lineup of sports starting with the solid gophers then we're going to head into the streaking vikings trying to find the wild and the stumbling wolves let's start with the golden gophers we had a close win against nebraska on saturday we played tanner morgan who went six for 12 for 38 yards and the freshman, Ethan Kaliak Manis, who went 6 for 12 for 137 yards and added 27 yards rushing on three attempts. Mo Ibrahim had another consistent game to add to his illustrious college resume with 32 carries for 128 yards and two touchdowns, averaging four four yards per carry on saturday we play the one and eight northwestern hoping to go seven and three so do you have any reactions to the game from against nebraska bales so i sat down watched first half it was pretty brutal we lose Tanner Morgan. And that kid, that rookie, he came out firing. I fell asleep, honestly, during the game. <laughs> it was just one of those days where it's just like, really? Yeah. And then I woke up. I was like, oh, we won. What? No way. <laughs> yeah. Because it did not seem that way in the beginning. Uh, but that kid, I'm not even going to try to attempt his name. I think he did a pretty good job. I can't even pronounce it, pronounce it, as you guys know. So, he brought some spunk. Do I think that there's going to be a quarterback controversy? Uh, no. Morgan, I mean, with P.J. Fleck, their connection, last season, he's going to start. We're bowl eligible. And that's all I got to say. I mean, we do have Chris Ottman-Bell coming back next year. So, that's very exciting. And I don't know, the ghost, man, it's just the way the season started, it's, it is what it is. We got a back-to-back against Iowa and Wisconsin. That'll be fun. Well, yeah, I mean, the Gophers are the Gophers at this point. Still yep. rooting for them. We're rowing that boat. I mean, it's like a paddle boat at this point, but we're getting there. For sure. I'm not expecting too much from the Gophers as well. I think that they are a solid team, possibly cracking the top 25 some other point this season if we continue to win games. But when we play another top-ranked team, that's when we go into shambles. So Minnesota sports for you. Let's go on into a more exciting team that we have the vikings we called it last week 
Bales more so was right because it was kind of a trap game for us. We came back from down 10 in the fourth quarter to beat the Commanders in Washington behind Cousins, 265 yards, two touchdowns, and an interception at the end of the first half, which I thought was pass interference. But my opinion doesn't matter when it comes to being a referee. Jay Jettas had seven catches, 115, and a touchdown. Our key defenders were Daniil Hunter, who had two sacks, and the hitman, who had a key interception to set up the tying or the to set up the momentum to get the touchdown and ultimately get a comeback at the end of it. Let's start with the PFF grades. The top performers on offense was Christian Derrissaw, who's looking like a top tackle in the NFL, had 87.3. Jettas had 79.7 with his great stat line. Kirk Cousins had a 79.0. Ezra Cleveland had the worst grade at 29.4. Johnny Munt with a 31.9 really showed why we traded for Hawkinson and KJ Osborne went under the radar 49.5 if he's not getting a key touchdown in the fourth quarter then he's not in it so moving on to the defense Jordan Hicks who had some struggles this year came up big as the pop top performer on defense with a 92.5 Caleb Evans was able to step in after Cam Dantzler got injured with a 73.8 grade and the hitman with a 71.2 with that key interception. It was quite the game to watch, Bales. I'm going to tell you that right now. How, how was it for you? I love the game. It's exactly kind of how I thought it was going to go. Heineke's a winner. The Reds, excuse me, the Commanders, they play different with his energy. He brings something to that team. He just couldn't finish it. I mean, that interception really sucked. He threw it, just kind of just lofted it up in the air. Harrison Smith, three interceptions and in three games. Keeps killing it, the hitman, a.k.a. Bailey Jr. <laughs> Caleb Evans really stood out to me. Yeah. Big fourth down stop deflection a couple of great tackles kids a baller for a rookie too pretty i think it was a late round too so that was awesome yeah, it was a fourth round pick no oh, so not too bad then uh yeah eric kendrick's made some great tackles in the open field yeah Even other than that missed... made him look like a fool oh Who yeah would ever think I don't think anyone has disrespected Kendricks like he did. And a quarterback to pull that move, I just golf clap for uh, uh but it was it was an awesome game. It was fun. Hawkinson, what did I tell you guys? First, second pass would go to Hawkinson. First pass he play, he was under duress, so he throws a check down. But a second pass to Hawkinson right down the middle. He adds a big element, takes up that middle of the field. It's going to help all of our receivers. Hopefully Osborne, too, because that prediction just ugh, 
man, I don't know what I was thinking in the beginning of the year, but that's what we do. We grow older and we learn, but <laughs> you know, these Vikings like taking uh years off of our life. But at least we're finding ways to win. A win is a win is a win. Yes, for sure. It was a roller coaster ride, man. My heart, my heart rate was going up and down the whole game. We had a perfect first drive on offense and just disappeared like the avatar for most of the game until the fourth quarter came. Smith got that interception. That Then that's when the offense decided to turn it on and start playing how they how they play and ultimately get the comeback down 10 again and i was i was worried but so happy when they got that win uh let's move into the power rankings wait 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 okay you like that <laughs> turco iced out Let's get it. I'm doing those moves right now. I could dance a lot better than that, but hey, 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 Woo! oh, and then one shout out I really want to do is KOC head coach. Oh, yeah, for sure. You're coaching against Ron Rivera, very phenomenal coach, no matter what you say. And what he did at the end of the game, making them pay for their mistakes, it was brilliant. I was thinking, why don't we just run down the clock? which is scary for us being Minnesotans yep. and our kicking woes. Oh, yeah. But lined it up, took time off. They got the ball with like 12 seconds left. No One timeout, no timeouts. That was brilliantly executed, and that falls on first-year head coach O'Connell. And so – we have a really bright future, especially with how the NFC North has just taken off. For sure. For sure. And shout out to the Lions for getting that dub against the Packers because those guys are trash. All right. So let's get into the power rankings with the Vikings on Vikings.com. All over the board, through the web, we go from seven to four to two to three. I took the averages from the sites and we were sitting at four and a half about. And like Bailey said, power rankings don't mean anything. It's great to not have that national coverage because when we do, we kind of choke. So I'm happy with it. RG3 was tweeted this week saying, how are the Vikings not getting any coverage nationally when they're seven and one, no matter who you are in the NFL, 7-1 and one is impressive because all in all, everyone is a professional at the end of the day in the NFL. So no matter who you beat, it's a win. Just like beating the Commanders, it's a win. But we do have a big test with the next four games playing the Bills, the Cowboys, the Patriots, and the Jets all in a span of four weeks. So it's going to be the biggest test in our season so far. But let's start with the Bills. Josh Allen is possibly not playing this week. What do you think about our chances against Buffalo? I mean, that 
increases our chances so much without Josh Allen. And I think it would be crazy to see Case Keenum. Case Keenum, Stefan Diggs versus the Vikings. Right? That would be a storyline. It really would be. For sure. Just hopefully no Buffalo magic, you know? Yeah. I'm excited. Still, still is a tough game. And we are playing teams at the right time. Because if we play another team that doesn't have the starting quarterback, I mean, we definitely need a true measuring stick other than the Eagles week two. Things are looking good for us. Yeah. That's what I got to say. Yeah. I mean, if we take this win, this would be a huge win. It would. It would. I agree with you 100%. I think with the Bills losing to the Jets this week, it showed everybody that they are not indestructible. They are beatable. And their run game, their run defense showed how how bad it was this week. And we need a big, big game from Dalvin Cook to succeed. The reason why we weren't able to put the commanders in the dirt when we really should have was we were not able to establish a running game. And the screens were getting snuffed out. I, I saw the screens to Hawkinson just get snuffed out and put to the dirt real quick. I think to have to succeed in this game, we need Dalvin Cook to rush for 100-plus yards. And everybody else just needs to do their job. We need everybody to have – we need to have a complete game is, is what I'm trying to say. Our O-line – is solid. I will say this now. They're young. I would say they're pretty solid. Ingram, he's a rookie. He gets turned around a little bit. O'Neal, though, O'Neal is O'Neal. Yep. Our tackles are good. It's our guards. It's our guards where we're struggling. And to see Garrett Bradbury injured, I was like, oh, man, this is going to suck. But then he came back in the game, so I was – I was happy, but we just need better O-line play so we can develop the run game and keep this ball rolling. I agree. Yep. So let's get into the Minnesota Wild. After a four-day break from the ice, the Wild lose a close defensive battle versus the Kings in L.A. They're playing Anaheim as we speak. I just checked after the first period. They are tied at zeros hoping to get back into the win column today bales what do you what do you have to say about the wild last night and moving forward oh you know we're still at zeros halfway through the second we're sitting at about eight periods now without a goal it's pretty stressful we have a lot of bodies out. Jordan Greenway's first game came yesterday of the season. So you don't expect much there. Ryan Hartman's out. Felino. Our team works the best when we have our grief line. Erickson X, Felino, and Greenway. Haven't had that once this year. 
And now we have Hartman out, Duhame out. You know, injuries are piling up. Offense really isn't there. I mean, it's a complete 180 from our first three games. But, you know, they got to figure it out. They got to figure it out. Yesterday, Everson, I've never seen that man so angry in front of a microphone in my life. Yeah. Kaprizov got a match penalty for intent to injure. Should not have been that way. He got him with the glove. I know it's fast, and they reviewed it, but they reviewed it for a couple minutes. If you look, there was nothing. Yes, was it a major? Okay. But 0-0 heading into the third period with Kaprizov, you got to feel good. Yeah. And he also, we're we're not getting uh, power play calls. Kaprizov was top five in the league in getting penalties, and we can't get anything. When we had our goalie pulled, there's two, three times where there could have been a penalty. But no, the refs are going to call a Zuccarello holding 150 feet away from the play. Yeah. Like, are you kidding me? Yeah. It, it's, of course, our power play is good. So, like, usually I'm like, oh, we don't need the power play for a 5 on 5 team. But that's about the only thing working for us. Yeah. Uh, we're we're we get we just gotta put everything together. We gotta get healthy. I mean, we still have not had the lineup that we have wanted, and that should be our lineup day one. So that should help us. Yep. But defense is starting to pick it up in our last eight games. Nine games, we've let in, like, 19 goals. Yeah. For reference, we let in 20 and three. (laughs) We're not letting that one go. No, you can't. That's most goals in a three-game span in 40 years. So, like, we're on game 12, so we've hit the dozen mark. Starting to get into kind of – Huh? 82. Eight, just oh, like basketball. Okay, that's easy. So you're starting to get into the meat, the thick of the season. Yeah. You know, um, we'll have to see. I don't blame refs. I don't blame the coaching. Flurry's stepping it up now. Oh, for sure. We gotta. We just got to get healthy. Yeah. Put the puck in the net. It's super simple. Yeah. I totally agree with you there, man. I I watched the second and third period last night and I felt like they were holding on to that tie for the most for the most part I didn't see any any want to score a goal until the Kings scored a goal you know and then they pulled the goalie and we had some chances you know they they had chances to tie the game but ultimately didn't and I was just like last week's podcast. I, I I'm a I'm a casual when it comes to hockey because I've been watching the games, trying to understand more. You know, I know icing pretty easily now, or and I know offsides. But for the most part, I'm I'm watching these games, and what I've been able to tell is we we just stay in the game until the third and hope to get the win at that point. Yeah, 
You are correct. I mean, our nickname, everybody's made fun of us. We've always had defensive-minded coaches. They call us the mild. <laughs> Why do they call us that? We've always played defensively sound hockey back to the Jock Lemaire days. I mean, Mike Yo, Boudreaux. We finally have a star, and we can't put the puck in the net. Yeah. And oh, it's just stressful with how good of a season we did last year. And we expected to win. We're putting up goals left and right. For sure. We, we can't find that anymore. And yep. hockey, it's next man up mentality. I get it. Lines are always shifting because of all the injuries and all these zone bucks. But we just really need our grief line. For sure. They'll figure it out. They'll find a way. Everson, I I love this coach. Bill Guerin, I still trust in Bill Guerin. He's been a winner. They'll they'll find a way. I mean, to be middle of the road in such a tough division. I mean, the Blues have lost eight straight games, which is unreal how they right. fell off the cliff. Right. You know, Avalanche haven't been performing like they usually do, but also last year they sucked in the beginning of the year and then they ended up winning. Yeah. So opportunities are there. Yeah. Playoffs are definitely still fully on the picture and still, I would say fully, I would say guaranteed. I mean, not guaranteed, but, you know, that's the goal. Yeah. With the team that we have, we are a playoff team. But it, it's it's just going to be a year of ups and downs. Yeah. Young players, new bodies, people have to find their rhythm. I trust in our development team, our coaching staff, that we will get there. Yeah. I'm hoping so, too. And <clears throat> I want to get into the last sport. I've been stressed watching these games but for the Timberwolves the struggling start to the season continues as they fall to the Knicks on Monday getting demolished you know to lose I I don't even want to look at the score again because I watched the first two quarters and had to turn it off because they have been lazy on defense the offense has been sticky and the boneheaded plays just continue tonight. D'Lo forgets to check into the game. Like, what is going on with these Wolves? They're playing so entitled that they act like they are automatically top five in the West. Like, you have the talent, but you guys are playing like a bottom five team right now. We're getting nationally covered games. We have a game that's going to be nationally televised on Friday versus the Grizzlies, you know, a rematch of the first round last year. And I, I don't know. I don't even know how to, how to look at it because when I watch the games first quarter, it, it it's competitive for the first couple minutes. And then the team grows the, the opposing team grows the lead to double digits in the first quarter. And after that, it's playing catch up the whole game, but never catching up. So I've been, I've been just lost for words as to how they how they've been doing. Cat, cat can't play with Gobert for some reason. Gobert is the one putting up stats like 
Cat scored 11 points tonight. Ant scored 11 points tonight as well. Like, Go Bears are leading scorer with 25 points. How is this happening? I don't know. I don't even want to talk much about it because I've been just stressed watching it. I want I want you to take the floor on this one, Bales. So one thing that really stuck with me, I think it was a couple days ago. I don't have the quote right in front of me, but he was talking about how all these winning teams play all their games, like game seven in the finals, you know? Who? Who said that? Cat. Oh, Cat. Yeah, which is true. Yeah. They have that, like, championship pedigree. And he's like, you know, it takes time, you know, to build everything. I wish I had the full quote in front of me, honestly. I could look it up right now, but it kind of upset me because the will to play, the will to give it your all every time up and down the court is a lot different than having new bodies and learning how each other play and having that chemistry. When you say like, oh, it takes time. No, it doesn't take time. It's it's you have it or you don't. You have that drive or you don't. And they're lackadaisical. Yeah, for it's sure, dude. Standard Minnesota sports. Just like when we signed Kirk Cousins, number one in the power rankings. Blah, 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 blah. How did that turn out? Right. They expect to win, and they're not because they expect it. They're not willing to put that effort up and down. Oh, for oh, sure. We, we don't have to hustle down. We have Gobert, defensive player of the year, multiple times. Oh, and, oh, yeah, there's, you know, Cat, Gobert, D'Lo. I'm going to put my hands on my hips and just watch him shoot. What's going on with the culture? Right. Like yeah. you said, D'Lo not checking into the game. Are they even in the game? They're not. For sure. I, I'm getting frustrated. I I agree. I, I'm getting frustrated as well. What's been frustrating me <clears throat> is I look on social media and on the one only or on the Minnesota pod, the one Minnesota pod, that's our, our Twitter page. I I have all Minnesota sports on there. So I see Ant commenting every game about what went wrong. And he, he points it out. Like the other week he was saying, oh, the starters have all minuses and the bench players have pluses on their names. And the starters just need to get better. We'll we'll fix that. And then uh, a couple days ago, he was like, "We just need to hustle. No, nobody's hustling." And then I watched the game, and Ant is doing exactly what everybody else is doing on the team. Somebody needs to step up on on their team to to get excited because they're playing entitled. And I'm so frustrated with them. He's the one I'm frustrated with the most because he's got so much going for him and he has, he's just playing well offensively, but doesn't do much other than score. He's not passing the ball today. He's got six assists, which is good, but then he got 11 points. So he, 
he can only do one or the other. He can either pass or he can score. And he, it's not like he can put those two together in the game to have a solid outing. The The three-point defense has been so bad. They let Julius Randle get five threes in the first quarter. I am... I was watching the Suns game today, and nobody wanted to be there. We were in Minnesota, and we got embarrassed. With a Chris Paul. Without Chris Paul. Without Chris Paul, they they still got embarrassed. Nobody, Nobody wanted to be on the court. We're in Minnesota. Got crunch in the sidelines, you know what I'm saying? And nobody wants to play. I I don't know what they want. Yeah, I have no words to say for the Wolves. Like, against the Grizzlies, if they don't change something, if they don't change their culture in the locker room, then we need to do something about it. Like, they, they need to trade somebody or – I don't know, man, but we have the team. We have a great team on paper. But it's – translating it onto the court is what's going on with them. So – I'm hoping that this is just a beginning of the year thing and when when they go when they go into the All-Star break we'll we'll still be in the top 8 and once the All-Star break ends that's when they turn it up you know but you can't be waiting for that that type of break to change the culture you just need to change it one game at a time. We can beat the the Rockets of the league, the bottom teams in the league, but when it comes to playing against top teams, they just fold. So I'm I'm hoping that they can turn it around and get that get that culture going. We have the coach that we want, we have the players that we want, the GM Everything that you could ask for as a Timberwolves fan, we have it. But the wins are not producing. I'm not giving up on this team, but I am already tired of the news headlines I see every after every game. So beginning of the season, you said a 20-loss team. You know, mid twenties. Oh, we're already a quarter of the way there. We're a third of the way there at a five third and of seven. The way there. Yeah. Like it, it's bad. Oh. Yeah. That's and all then I you can have do. Saying at the end of the game today, oh, we have some really amazing practices. I feel all of you would leave these and say, "Wow." This team is really something special. And everything we thought before the season, they could be. We just can't translate it into games. <laughs> that is a quote from Carl Anthony Towns at the end of this game today. Probably trying to kind of rebuttal what he said a couple days ago. Yeah. And he's asking... One of the reporters called him out on saying, oh, so you're asking for patience? He's like, no, I don't need any patience. <laughs> like, I'm not saying that. Like, at the end of the day, they made a statement last year 
There's no reason to go. This isn't even two steps back. This is five steps back. Yeah. We look at what they did last season, what they did in the off season. They probably took, what would you say, 10 steps forward? Yeah. Projected, you know, fourth in the West. Right. And they've gone back if 15, probably 25 steps. How is that possible? Yeah. How is that possible? Yeah. At least when we got Jimmy Butler, we made it to the playoffs. <laughs> we did that playoff drought, and then we, we got cooked by the Rockets. But, man, I thought it, this year was going to be different, and it, it could very well still be different. It's only it's only 12 games in or whatever. I, we're five and seven now so there's still time just like last year the Celtics didn't get hot until just a bit before the all-star break and they went on a tear so it just takes it just takes the right spark but we just need that spark we need somebody to develop a spark of energy that the whole team can follow behind and it starts with Cap. Because he is the guy we drafted 2015 at number one. He is the leader of this team, and he needs to be the one that says, you know what, doesn't matter what happened last play, doesn't matter if we didn't get the call, we're just going to play the next play and do the best we can because – the Jazz are outplaying us right now, and we traded them four first-round picks. So all it takes is is the right the right thing to happen, and then we could be on on the train. But right now we are we are walking. I think one of the biggest things, Pat Beverly. Yeah, it's the culture, man. The culture. It is. It's the culture inside the locker room. They're not having fun. You see bringing back Kirk Cousins dancing on a plane, iced out. They're having fun. They're enjoying the game. These Timberwolves are not enjoying the game. Beverly, it wasn't just about the defense. It was about the energy he brought. And I honestly don't know if we have one player – that brings that energy. Yeah, no. That is a true leader. Yeah. You know what? I'm going to sit here after this podcast. I'm going to write an email <laughs> to A-Rod. First, I'm going to tell him that I'm happy his girl is single. Second, <laughs> I'm going to say, get me in the locker room with these guys. And let me... Give them a talk. Let me bring that energy for them because they are missing out on energy. That's the only way they could be making all these mental mistakes. I mean, what are they doing? They're probably listening to Elton John in the freaking locker room. (laughs) That's what it seems like. That's how they're playing. Like, yeah, they need someone needs to light that spark. Yeah. I don't know. It's they're just kind of there, like you said, you know. Yeah. 
going through the motions. Yeah. That's crazy. It really is crazy. Yeah, well, we can we can talk about how how this team is making us feel for too long, but I wanna I want at first I want to say that uh, three minutes left in the second period we are tied one one with the Anaheim Ducks, so that's uh, something we both got goals. <laughs> hey, we scored. I just checked. Yeah, right? We scored. So that, that's something to build off of. But uh we're gonna close this podcast up. It's it's has it was filled with some sadness, but you know, let's uh you know move into it. The Timberwolves have a nationally televised game, so it might be the time where they wake up and play with the talent that they have. Let's hope for that. The Wild are tied. They got their first goal. Maybe it was just taking the lid off the bottle to get the get the ball rolling. We have a big game against the Bills on Sunday. We we got to prove our our position in the NFL. The Gophers can, you know, make a solid season out of you know a, a disappointing middle part of the year. Thank you, Bales, for joining. It was it's always great to have you here, man. Always great to talk sports and it is great, man. I appreciate it. I appreciate you all. Ray. Quick reminder for next time. We should have ended with the Vikings, so we could have left on a high note. <laughs> we know you saved the best for last. Yeah. When did we ever think that the Vikings would be best? Apparently, you deal with your predictions at the beginning of the year. <laughs> but, you know, we could just, you know, kind of just sleep through the wild and the Timberwolves right now. <laughs> and then we ended on the bang with the skull chants and the galhorn yeah. and, <laughs> you know, purple rain, baby. We should. Uh, I should have done that. Yep. I, I'm going to make the note for next time. Uh, so I'll, I'll make sure to do that. But. Thank you all for joining Bales and I. It's always good to talk Minnesota sports. We have things to look up on. So thank you guys. Have a great night. Have a great weekend. We'll see you back next week. Everybody have a great night. Yes, sir. Peace.